0: Hello, everybody. Hi, this is Tom with the Ramorated Show, and live on bread 8com Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing good. And today is April 3rd. It is now a new month, so yay. And uh, hope you all had a happy April Fool's Easter Day. Okay? <laughs> and you all went, rabbit, rabbit. Okay. And uh, because there's bounty rabbits around... Poop and eggs out you know my okay anyway so um uh I and i also wanted to apologize for not doing a show last week um i was not uh feeling very good i was having like these um i don't know what it was uh but i was like getting all um like i don't know like if you ever got car sick and you're like oh and it's like the movement and you're just like oh i'm gonna lose it um it was kind of feeling like that and uh, the one morning i woke up and i got up to because every morning i have to do a thing with my computer for work Um, i have to sync uh, my computer for stuff and get the information for the day and i got up out of the bed and i sometimes i get up way too fast and then i kind of feel like well this one was lasting a lot longer and it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit and then i went back and laid down for a moment just to try to calm down then i felt better and then the weird thing is i then did my work and it would happen like every once in a while i felt a little woozy or whatever um but it just felt really strange and uh but it didn't last like very long and then at the end of the day i because um, see, Roger and I both, every once in a while, we go get a massage at Massage Envy, uh, where I guess they grope people. <laughs> but I've never been groped. I want a refund. Okay, okay, that was horrible to say, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, so I, I just never... Um, you know you know i've it's always been professional you know and you know and you know i'm just joking um so don't take offense, people. but don't send any letters but anyway so i hadn't um did a massage in a while and i thought i would go get one so i went and got one that day that at the end of the day and then the weird thing is i get done with the massage and i have the same lady that always does the massage and she's really you know very nice very sweet um, I'm not going to tell your name because then if there's any local people that are listening, you might take her away from me and I'll never be able to get an appointment. So I'm not telling you your name. I'm not telling you. Just keep it to yourself. Find your own Susie. Okay. So anyway, so I got done with the massage and it was just really weird. I got, you know, I got up, got dressed, you know, and then I, it was at the mall and I walked from the massage envy and I walked over, there's a Barnes and Noble there. And so I walked in there, and uh, my dear friend Doug used to work there, and I I probably should protest him. But uh, anyway, I went in, and I was just walking around. And then all of a sudden, I just felt really weird again. I felt kind of like woozy, and I was just like, what the hell is going on? And I was get, getting kind of freaked out about uh, – I was even getting freaked out about driving from the mall back home, which is like 15, 20 minutes because I felt kind of – like out of it and I was like what the hell is going on and then I, I thought well you know you know and then I looked at my Fitbit watch cuz uh, Roger gave me oh Roger he gave me this uh, Fitbit watch and one of the things about the Fitbit watch in case you don't know is it has your heart rate and so I and I just felt really strange and all of a sudden I looked down and the heart rate was 108 and I just got done with a full hour massage where I'm laying on the bed doing absolutely nothing I didn't walk very fast from the store to the Barnes Noble and my heart rate was like 108 and I'm like what the hell's going on so I went out to the car and I sat there and I did my deep breathing exercises and I was like you know and you know and doing that and and then I watched it and it went from 108 to to normal, which is like in the 70s, which I, you know, normal range for me. And I was like, okay, this is weird. And I text Roger. I said, well, I'm heading home, but I feel kind of weird. And the thing is that um, normally by the time, because it's like six o'clock. So normally Roger and I are starting to eat then. So I thought, well, maybe I'm, you know, maybe the lunch wasn't enough today. I don't know, but I just felt really strange And uh, so I just took the time to get home. And, uh, you know, I did... Because I've had this happen kind of before where I just felt kind of... And I thought, well, maybe it's low blood sugar. Maybe it's I'm just hungry. Maybe, you know, I don't know. So I drank some Gatorade in case it was something else. And, you know, they tried electrolytes and all that. So I thought maybe it was that. So I drank that. And then I ate something for dinner. And then I just felt like awful the the rest of the night and i just said fuck it i'm so i went and laid down and it seems like when i'm laying down i felt better so i don't know i don't know if it was like so i you know that first night was like kind of freaking me out uh then the next morning i woke up and it kind of did it again but it wasn't as severe and so i i got ready and then i was getting ready to go up to Michigan which is like an hour, an hour and a half, um, two hours, I was going to go. And I thought, okay, I don't – and all of a sudden I just started feeling bad again. And then so I called my doctor and I said, is there any way I can get in because I'm just feeling really weird and, and I just would like to be safe and sorry. So I, I I text my boss and I say, hey, this is what's going on. I just feel miserable. And, uh, and so I made – the luckily I got in right away. And I went and saw the doctor and he was like – Poking in Prada and prodding. He even did like a, um, like if the cops had pulled you over to do a sobriety thing, he was like doing like this neurological whatever and he's doing all this stuff. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, he said, he held up his finger and he said, okay, I want you to take your finger and I want you to um, put it like on your cheek or your forehead and then go wherever my finger is and so I was doing that and then he said okay do the other hand and he was doing all these things like push here push this smile and he just wanted to make sure there was nothing else going on and then he checked on my ears and he said there's nothing going on there so I don't know it's just really just freaked me out and was happening really quick and it was just coming and going and he says well what I'm going to do is I'm going to prescribe this medicine it'll help you um, with the and I guess it was like stuff that you get like Dramamine or something similar to that and it, you know, and if it wasn't that expensive. So, but he said, if you have any problems, just take one of those and it should help. And so I did. And I, so then I took the pill and I just texted my boss and I said, I don't feel good. I'm just going to take another day and uh, day off. And I really didn't want to, because it's getting, cl- it was getting closer to the year end and I didn't want to waste another day, but I just felt so awful and I didn't want to. You know, also, I didn't want to take the risk of driving um, and I didn't want to be too far away and then have an issue. So I was just like, I'm not going to, you know, bother. So I just stayed home and rested and watched bad TV. And so I did that. And so it's just been really weird. But I took the medicine like two days and I haven't had an incident since. So I don't understand why this stuff keeps happening. Is when it does happen, it's like really quick and then it doesn't last very long. So I don't know what the heck is going on there. So it was really weird. Um, speaking of not feeling so good, um, I wanted to, in case some people might not know, um, Taylor from the Pot is my co-pilot. Um, uh, Taffy had uh, shared a post uh, uh, yesterday, and I, you know, I just wanted to send some. Uh, I guess he may be having surgery on his. Um, uh, He's going to be having surgery on his gallbladder, so I just wanted to um, uh, send out some good vibes to him and uh, hope that you know everything goes well for him. And uh, and the good news is that his husband Babalu um, got back from his trip, and it sounds like he had an amazing trip. And so he's back in time. So I'm glad that you know they were able to be together because you know no matter what it is, no matter if there's a you know health issue, the last thing you want to be is far away from your loved one. And so I just want to send some get well vibes for for taylor and uh wish everybody involved you know all the best because they know that's gonna probably you know stretch out a little bit but you know the thing is that it's a you know pretty standard surgery and it's basic and it's not a long uh time in the hospital things like that so i want to wish him all the best um i saw that post and i was like wow you know i was really kind of surprised so i'm hoping and praying that everything goes well for him so good luck to you taylor um, and today I listened to their latest episode, and I, I, they're absolutely fantastic. I just love listening to their show. They always uh, cheer me up, and uh, they're very funny, funny. So if you don't listen to Pot is My Co-Pilot, you should, and you definitely should go back and listen to all the old episodes they've been on for quite a while, and uh, their show is awesome. It's They're very, 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 very funny. And um, so I just want to send them some kudos for their good work so um awesome so i wish him all the best so it's just been really crazy and uh, so i've just been uh trying to uh concentrate on work and uh just do um do some stuff to uh get through and we and see with april 1st it's our brand new year and so i don't know what my annual gold is yet but um it's gonna definitely change and um there's possibility that i might get some more territory which i really have a lot right now i don't know if i want anything else uh but um it's um it's gonna be interesting and then we have a meeting coming up in the middle of april um so just let you know on the week of the 16th of april uh, probably that Tuesday night, I will not be doing a show then, uh, so just let you know um, so uh, i won 't be able to do that, but I will probably do a show after that to tell you all about what happened um, but we 're going to have our meeting, and to be honest with you it's a little i 'm a little disappointed because one of the things that normally what they do is they In the past, they would always like pick an area and like every other year we'd go someplace like really nice. Like one year we went to San Diego and we stayed at that really nice hotel and it was beautiful. And well, for months now, they've been talking about how they wanted us to go to Las Vegas and they were going to stay at this really nice hotel that I was kind of wanting to stay. um, But they wanted to do it in the month of July. Well, the month of July is really, really busy for me. So I was kind of like, eh, I hope we don't have to go because number one is Las Vegas in July, which is the hottest month uh, in Las Vegas. And, you know, when we had the Pride 48 events there in September, it was still like 95. And so I can't imagine what July would be. And also because it's a very busy time for me for work uh, that I really didn't want to be gone that period of time. And so I was kind of wishing and that it wouldn't happen, but in the you know, but then I was also hoping for it as well, if that makes any sense. So, uh, because I, I just wanted to be able to stay at that hotel and check it out and you know, and hopefully there might be some shows if the evening was free that we could, you know, do things. There's a lot of great entertainment out there and I was kinda looking forward to that. But then I thought well maybe Roger could come at the end of it and we could spend, you know, like the weekend there or something. Um, but, you know, now that's been kind of put on hold and kind of, we were kind of like wondering if it was going to happen. Well, I had a meeting a couple of weeks ago at the, one of the offices in Illinois and I was talking to the boss's boss and they said that they were not going to be doing it. We're going to have our meeting in Illinois um, and we're just going to be at this hotel. And normally we have like a, a nice dinner and they said, oh, we're not even going to do that. We're just going to have a, a lunch. And I'm like, what? And so the one part of our team is going to Vegas and saying there's a nice hotel. and They're going to be out of town for a week and all this stuff. We get to stay at a hotel for two days and not even get the dinner. So it's a little bit kind of a letdown. And, uh, and I hope that other reps will speak up about it because I feel that, you know, You need to, I think that if the company wants to support us and they want to do something for us, I think that they should, you know, especially if it's, um, you know, if, if we deserve it, you know, if we've done well this year and they keep saying we have and all this stuff, but then it seems like, you know, we're not being treated that way. So, but then, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, they don't get that. So I guess I, you should be happy with what you have. But when you do this and the stuff in the past, and then you kind of go from, it's like, okay, we're going to go to Macy's and get you something. And then now this year it's, uh, oh, we're going to go to the dollar general, you know, it's just a little bit different, you know? And, then so when you're expecting one thing and then you get something else, it's kind of a little disappointing, but you know what they say, but hopefully, um, I might get some, I should definitely get my award for, um, maybe my annual goal. They always give you an award for that. And there might be some other stuff. So we'll see. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens, but. Um, you know, and then the other thing is we're a little concerned is that we they're, they said they might make some changes. Um, so we'll see. Um, one thing I did want to tell you that I thought was really hilarious um, is that see Roger and I watch the, the new version of – or not new version, but uh, it's back um, – is uh, the show Will and Grace. And, uh, and, and Roger and I, for the most part, we really, really love the show. And it's been – they they had some clinker episodes, but overall, it's um, um, it it's overall has been really good. Um, and one of the things that happened, in case you didn't know, um, is that uh, Mike Pence, who's from Indiana, who unfortunately is our vice president, and he's a big douchebag and he's very anti-LGBT. Well, he his people or whatever they created a book about. Uh, this bunny called Marlon Bundo. And and so then what happened is uh, John Oliver decided that he wanted to piss off Mike Pence. And I guess he and his staff or somebody wrote a book called The Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. And it's about, uh, and they made Marlon a gay bunny. And uh, if you haven't uh, checked it out, it's again, it's called The Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. And if you have an Audible account, um, even if you don't have an Audible account, you need to get an Audible account because you can get an audio version of the book and it's a a long seven minutes. So it's very, very short, but it's got a lot of big name celebrities and uh, they read the book and you can buy the book in all the different places and all the money, or I guess the profits for the book, um, go to um, several... um, lgbt organization i think one's an AIDS organization and the other one is like um i can't remember i can't remember where it's going to um but anyway um but it's you know, doing charity all the profits go to charities, so it's it's for a good cause so it's really good and i'm always talked about that so i think it's really good so what happened is the um gentleman who is one of the co-creators of will and grace his name is max um Munchnik, m-u-t-c-h-n-i-c-k Well, what he did is he sent to every single grammar school library in Indiana, and he wrote them a letter. He says, "Um, Dear Librarian of fill-in-the-blank school, I would like to donate a copy of The Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo to your library. After hearing about the book, I bought it home and read it to my two daughters. It's a poignant story about how love and community can rise above intolerance. My grammar school library was something I always remembered as a safe haven. Books allow children to dream and hope, but you know that already. Thanks to libraries and librarians like you, storytelling not only became my passion, it became my profession. I hope your students enjoy this book as much as my family and I did. Sincerely, Max. And he signed it. And so what he did is he sent a copy to every single elementary school in the state of Indiana. So I thought that was really awesome. And, uh, and it says that he is not from Indiana. He said he thought... The book for his daughters, and thought the story is poignant. He was inspired to send the books to the schools in Indiana because of Pence's history of anti-LGBT attitudes. Mike Pence has an enormous platform in Indiana, and it relates to my gay people. Relates to gay people. He uses to spread message of intolerance. He said on Instagram, "By donating these books, I hope to counter those efforts, to provide positive role models and stories of inclusion for children in Pence's home state. If this book can help one boy or girl in Indiana love and accept who they are, I already know." Both Marlon Bundos would be proud, and even though one of them is on the down low. So I thought it was really a cute thing. So um, so I thought that was really awesome. So I just wanted to share that with you, and I want to make sure that you go get it, um, buy it. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes Noble, all the other places. So I thought it was really good. Now, the one thing I do want to tell you, I, I'm, as I'm reading that article to you, I wanted to share it, is that um, I thought this was really interesting is that Columbus, Indiana, which is where Mike Pence happens to be from. And I just want to let you know that I thought was really interesting is that a high school student in the city of Columbus, Indiana, which is just south of uh, Indianapolis, is that she's hosting a Pride Festival in his hometown. And it says, I thought since everyone else is like Mike Pence is from here, typically it is conservative community, but the LGBT community is here too. Organizer Aaron Bailey told LGBTQ Nation, I wanted to show them you're not alone. There are others like us. Um, And according to this article, it says Mike Pence is saying that he's glad that it's happening. Right. Uh, Mike Pence uh, commends Aaron for activism and engagement in the civic process. As a proud Hoosier and Columbus native, he heartened to see young people from his hometown getting involved in the political process. Saying a nice word about Bailey's engagement in the civic process is hardly a ringing endorsement of pride. If anything, it sounds like how his daughter, Charlotte, described protests of her father, what freedom looks like. Uh, Pence has been trying to draw attention away from his anti LGBT record while neither apologizing what he's done or changing his views. For example, instead of saying he opposes conversion therapy, he just denied that he ever supported government funding for it despite the written record of that support from his 2000 congressional campaign. More recently, he played a key role in getting Donald Trump to revive his transgendered military ban working behind the closed doors on a report that sources say was published with the Department of Defense seal, even though it was written by an anti-LGBT group, Hate Groups. Instead of the few hollow words for Bailey, Pence could have worked on his image on LGBT issues by actually supporting equality. And you can probably hear my cat, Bristow, going crazy. First show. Okay, I'm trying to do my show. Be quiet. Okay. So, anyway, I just thought that was uh, interesting. Um, so, I thought I would share that all with it. Oh, oh, here's a lovely story. Um, it's awful. Horrible. Horrible. It says three unidentified plaintiffs have filed a lawsuit claiming pharmacy giant CVS. Accidentally disclosed the HIV status of 6,000 customers in Ohio. The lawsuit says that FISER, FISERV, a company that pharmacy hired to send a letter to some of the customers about the participation in the state's HIV drug assistance program, used an envelope that allows anyone to their HIV status through the clear window on the envelope. Plaintiffs also lent that CVS did not notify customers who had been affected. Um, and also that company is also on the lawsuit as a defendant. CVS Health places the highest priority protecting the privacy of those we serve and we take our responsibility to safeguard confidential information very seriously, um, CVS said in a statement to CNN. As soon as we learned about the incident, we immediately took steps to eliminate the reference code to the plan name in any future mailings. Once the plaintiffs who live in a small town say the suit, he isn't solely concerned about the repercussions for his own safety and livelihood He's worried that friends and family run the risk of being stigmatized uh, by just being seen with him. So um, so that's really, really uh, unbelievable tragic. Um, and, and also, I don't know if you've all heard this, which I thought was horrible, is I also heard uh, that Grindr, for those of you who like Grindr, um, that uh, they're doing the same thing. They are telling other companies... If you're HIV positive, um, according to this article, again, with the, my sources, LGBTQ nation, which I got the original story, the other story about Will and Grace, um, it says the gay hookup app Grinders is in doing damage curl now um, after a Norwegian nonprofit exposed that the company was sharing HIV status and other personal information with two other corporations. And, uh, and then of course they said that, you know, we're working on this, we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. But you know, this is the kind of crap that when you download these apps and you gotta be really, really careful about, um, you know, about what you're allowing to share and the same thing with Facebook and all that stuff. It's just getting, uh, crazy. So, um, it's just really sad. So it's just gotta be careful folks. And it's just unbelievable. Um, let's see. Um let's see what else what else what else what else what else what else what? Um oh um oh let's see Oh um you know I was talking about John Oliver's book uh well, he was on uh Ellen and uh and he had he'd been on Ellen talking about the book and uh well she had um Oliver on the show to promote the book and she said, pointed out that Oliver's book was beating Mike Pence's book on Amazon. Oliver said that uh, they're already out of books because he didn't think so many people would buy it. But more copies are being printed. He said that one of the reasons he worked on the book is because he wanted something to read to his son that paints the world in the light that you want it to be rather than it's currently being painted. So I thought that was really good. So that was awesome. Oh, and the other thing I took a little pride on, because um, I think this is really... I mean, I guess it depends on on uh, your viewpoint on things, but um, I, I just want to talk about this story really quickly as I thought it was very interesting, um, is that there's a, a Fox News host. Her name is Laura Ingram, uh, I-N-G-R-A-H-A-M. And, uh, well, she decided um, uh, a little while ago uh, that she decided to send out a tweet uh, against one of the um, people that's with the uh, the protests the you know their parkland survivor David hogg and the um, um, he's part of the you know the activists and he's been talking about gun control and all this stuff well he had said something about um, that uh, he said something that wasn't being accepted to like four colleges and well then she wrote um, You know, kind of a nasty tweet about, oh, poor thing. You know, he's whining about how he didn't get accepted to college and all this stuff. And so basically he attacked David. She attacked David Hogg. Well, then David responded, well, hey, how about we go after the companies that support her on a radio show as well as the TV show? And so he sent out tweets um, to his like 600,000 plus followers on Twitter. And a bunch of those people, I guess, then... Responded and sent letters and messages to a bunch of companies. And uh, well, guess what? Um, very quickly, um, a lot of these companies uh, responded. In fact, uh, according to this article, it says by last Friday 11 companies, TripAdvisor, Expedia, Wayfair, Rachel Ray's, Nutrish, Nestle, uh, US, Atlantis, Jenny Craig, Stitch, Fitch, Office Depot, Hulu, and Johnson Johnson said they were all going to stop advertising for the show. And the thing that was really funny is that he posted like the that evening, and by the next morning, uh, two of those 11 companies had already dropped the ball. So they, I mean, they dropped her. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, more and more and more. Uh, and then it also says that since Friday, um, Joseph A. Bank, Ruby Tuesday, Liberty Mutual, and Miracle Ear dropped their ads from the show. And then, as soon as a couple of advertisers, you know, pulled their ads, um, all of a sudden, then she apologized and she was like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry," you know. Um, but of course, by then it was um, uh, it was a little too late. And so I thought that was really interesting. And then, in fact, uh, David says it's determined to know that somebody can bully so many people and just get away with it, especially to the level that she did. No matter who somebody is, no matter how big or powerful they may seem, a bully is a bully. And it's important that you stand up to them. Um, And then, a few days after that, she announces that she's taking a week off. And they're going to have a great lineup of guest hosts that will be filling in for her. And that was on the March 30th. So I thought that was hilarious. um, But then, according to Fox News, they said, oh, well, it's been planned for a while. Bullshit. Um, And then the other thing is it's a similar thing that happened to Bill O'Reilly, who lost 77 advertisers last year after the New York Times reported on multiple sexual harassment allegations against him. So, I just thought it was uh, interesting... Um, in fact he never came back to the show after that so um, and then of course there's Frank Shalone he had said the same thing about him and then he later deleted the tweet he actually he was calling David a pussy and then the funny thing is that people then responded back to Frank Shalone, which is Sylvester Sloan's brother and then he proceeded to delete the tweet and block his account so no one could respond to him so I thought that was kind of hilarious um so it's just like these kids are not taking any shit from anybody and i just think it's really incredible and that he and they're able to get you know do this stuff and it's you know things are going to happen if we do this and the other thing i wanted to share that i thought was absolutely incredible um is that in the state of texas uh which is a big old red state well i just want to say um something i thought was quite hilarious as i read this today and i shared it on facebook is that there's a gentleman um, by the name of Beto, B-E-T-O, O'Rourke, and he is the Democratic-Republican representative, or I guess he's running against uh, – oh, hold on. I mean he is running against uh, Ted Cruz um, for the Senate seat. And uh, the thing is, is that – again, this is a red state, um, and I thought it was very interesting – is that the democratic who's going to be running with against him um he announced his uh, campaign on tuesday and uh and what they did is they he was able to raise 6.7 million dollars in the first three months of 2018 and it says no PACs no special interests just people more than 141,000 grassroots contributions and uh, in fact, it's the largest of his campaigns so far uh, suppressing the, surpassing the high of 2.4 million before in 2017. But the thing is that he's got a big fight against him because uh, you know against Cruz because uh, Democrats have not won any statewide offices since 1994. so it's a long long, long time ago. Um, so it's really interesting. It says, at the last Federal Election Commission reporting deadline before Texas held its primaries, covered the first 45 days of 2018, filing show O'Rourke had outraised Cruz $2.3 million to 800000 And it says, uh, so I just think it is really positive. And, and I just hope and pray that all these young people are part of the march about, you know, marching for their lives and the big event that happened, you know, a little while ago. In fact, I went to the local one um, and and I just posted that show. Um, so if, if you haven't downloaded yet, I would strongly recommend you do. But more likely, if you're listening to this show, you've already downloaded that one. Um, so um, so uh, in case you're listening to it live, I just want to let you know that I did post that. And what I did is I recorded all the speeches, including our our gay mayor Pete, and he did a really great job. And then, but I have to tell you, folks, that the students um, were absolutely incredible. I mean, these were high school kids um, from all the different local schools, and they all got up and talked. and And I really wanted to do my show on Tuesday to talk about it, and I was going to play, you know, the different clips, but I wasn't able to. So I decided I wanted to, you know, to make sure that I shared it with you. and uh, And I thought the speeches were quite. Um, incredible, and you know, and it just to be honest with you, when you, you know, when you know when you're dealing with this kind of stuff, I mean, there's some things that I just you know didn't even think about about like, for example, when Columbine happened, that was 19 years ago. So any child after that, you know, like from right now, if they were a senior, they would be 18 years old, 17, 18 years old, and so their whole entire lives was after columbine so just imagine you know when you were in school and what life was like and what's the worst thing the worst thing you might have when i was in school back then you know about you know maybe it was the food in the cafeteria we didn't have these kind of you know events happening and so I, I was really like moved to tears as we're listening to these students talk about after the the recent shooting in florida that uh, someone put like a bag of bullets in front of the school And then they wrote signs inside the school that, hey, on the 23rd, you know, there's going to be, you know, violence here at this school. And one of the students said that, you know, majority of the students were not there that day, you know, and it was like a ghost town. And then another school said they had like three lockdowns in one week. Um, And so just imagine what impact that has on these students and you know and how they're afraid to to go to school they're afraid of what's going to happen they're afraid they're going to get shot if they hear anything i mean uh it's just that's not what our kids should be worrying about you know they should be worrying about the test they got coming up not about you know potential violence and so it's just i was just sitting there and this was one kid who was a freshman and she i don't you know she was up there and uh, it was just i just stood there and i was like just so moved by these kids and i was just like you know i never i mean i you know you hear about these lockdowns and stuff like that and you hear about this stuff all the time but i guess it didn't really sink in and then there's this one other student who got up and and what happened was very recently one of her dear friends uh had you know shot and killed um i don't know if it was by her her boyfriend or somebody but whatever she was killed and uh, and she talked about and she got very emotional because this is very raw for her and she got up and she started to get emotional in front of all these people that were there and uh and the thing was she started to cry and then it was really touching is that all the students that were there to talk went up there and they stood by her and they hugged her and uh, and they encouraged and then all of us in the audience were were clapping and you know supporting for her and And then you know she started to get through that you know that tough spot about you know being emotional. But she then she was real and she told her story and she shared uh, what happened to her friend and and you know going back to school a few days later and seeing her locker and it was just a few lockers down and every day she sees her locker and she knows that her friend is gone and she was just so uh, impassioned and so focused and she just, you know, they, these kids are very, very passionate about how they're feeling and they're not holding back at all. And, and she was just incredible. Um, and I, I would strongly recommend you go listen to that, but be prepared. I mean, it's tough stuff, but the thing is, it's what we need to hear. And I hope that we all get more involved and I hope that these issues get resolved. And I hope that we don't have to have, you know, gun violence every day in the United States from now on i mean it's just ridiculous and uh and you know and it's like what mayor p said he says all of us agree that we need better gun control we need better safety checks we need to do all these different things and like the majority of the people in the united states are for it but congress and the senators and the president don't have the balls to do anything about it and that's just drives me crazy and so I really think a lot of change is going to happen. And I really feel – and they the other thing they talked about a lot during the the march uh, is they're talking about voting. And I think that we're now going to see a lot of these young people are going to get off their asses, which I really hope they do, um, and they're going to vote. And I think that is an example of why I think what's going on in Texas is absolutely incredible because the Democrat is out-raising you know, Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz is the big bag of crazy, and uh, so I think, I mean, I'm even thinking about donating to this guy, because I would love, 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 and I put it on Facebook, and I said, you know, I would have a party if Ted Cruz got out, and Rubio, and all these other uh, Republican whack jobs, so I really, 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 really hope that happens, so we all need to to get involved and do this because this is ridiculous okay so that's all i'm saying so i just think that's ridiculous okay so um so i just really think it's amazing that these people are you know willing to speak up and uh, say hey you know we ain't taking this shit no more you know what i mean so i think it's, it's good. good 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 oh by the way i'm just gonna say this real quickly fuck roseanne okay there you go Okay Let's see I'm seeing if there's anything else to share With all you lovely people Okay Oh We have more Will and Grace news for you Oh my god The Here we go folks um, the Will and Grace show has been renewed for a third season. Not only that, its second season slated for the fall of this year has been expanded from 13 to 18 episodes. And the third season will also have 18 episodes, which will be in the fall of 2019. So, yay! So, so it's doing really good. Um, now, the one thing I did have to say about Roseanne is that her ratings for her show was like 18 million people. And then Trump of course, um, uh, you know, called her and said, "Oh, congratulations! Cause it's all about me." And you know, yeah. You know, so, uh, and he's a big pile of poop. Um, so, uh, but I hope, uh, I hope that uh, it crashes and burns really good. Oh, by the way, I want to let you know. Um, here's another story about these people that are anti-LGBT. Um, well, they again, then they become. In the headlines, and uh, well, let's let me just read this to you. Um, this gentleman's name is Pastor Matthew Dennis Denny Patterson. Well, guess what he did? He's very, 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 very anti LGBT. Well, guess what happened, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, he was arrested for multiple not just one, not just two but multiple of child abuse um over spanning several decades so he's a just a wonderful person he was a pastor at nolensville road baptist church in nashville Um, he resigned back in 2017 and moved to pennsylvania Uh, but then all of a sudden all these uh, accusations of child abuse started to come out shortly after he left the church and then um, they went after him, and he was arrested on March 8th in Pennsylvania and refused to talk to police. He was charged with eight counts of aggravated sexual battery, each tied with a different victim. Uh, police have not said how old the victims were at the time of the alleged misconduct, but um, they expect more and more of them to come forward. So um, so these kind of people are creeps and horrible, and uh, and this is just really... Horrific, and um, and I hope that he uh, ends up in prison for a very, 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 long time. So there you go. Oh, here's another lovely thing. Um, I want to show it. Let me read it real quick. Um, it says a gay couple sues after their wedding photo was used in Republican ad: A gay couple hired attorney to sue the state's Republican Party after a photo of their wedding was used in an attack ad. Shane and Landon Morgan of Tennessee got married in a ceremony officiated by Gail Jordan. Jordan posted a picture of herself with the happy couple to Facebook. Jordan, a lawyer, was now running for state Senate, and the Tennessee Republican Party used the image in a mailer to attack her. Liberal Gail Jordan will destroy the fabric of American society. Take her word for it, the mailer said. To see our picture on our wedding day being used in such a vile manner, it takes that special moment and ruined it. Ruined it. Very hurt. Very hurt. An Air Force veteran who suffers from PTSD, Shane says in the mailer, has hurt his mental health. I'm under a lot of stress, and with my PTSD, it's flaring up even worse. The spokesperson for the Tennessee Republican Party said the mailer was not meant to attack the couple. Instead, they wanted to show the message Jordan wrote next to the photo as a joke. Doing my part to destroy the fabric of American society. The spokesperson says the words were serious, even if they were a joke. So there you go, folks. So this poor young couple, they got married. And because the woman that married them is now being attacked for that. So um, it's just, I mean, it's just. It's like I was listening to um, Potter's my co-pilot, like I said, the latest episode. And uh, not to, well, let's just, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. So if you haven't listened to it, here's a little spoiler. Uh, If you don't want to hear me tell the recap, then you can, um, I'll just talk for a a minute and tell you a little bit about it. But basically, they live in Texas and they went to a restaurant and, um, well, they thought it was just, you know, barbecue place that they thought they could go. And, uh, well, they get in there and, uh, let's just say all the clientele were whites and, uh, they had like religious stuff all over the place. And well, let's just say they weren't too thrilled that a gay couple were in the establishment. And so, you know, and it was just really horrible. And, uh, but you know, they kind of laughed at it, you know, laughed it off. But you know that kind of shit still happens all over, and as Taylor said, it happens all over every day, and it's just sad. Um, and you could be in an area like a bigger city, and you think, "Hey, this is okay," but then you still hear about New York and Chicago and all these things that are happening to gay people. So you know, you know it's going to happen in the small places if it's going to happen in all the bigger places. So again, it's just really sad that. Uh, you know, this kind of shit is happening. But the thing is, you got to be smart. You got to be careful. You got to be know your surroundings and uh, and, you know, and why do you want to sport places like that? And again, it was an innocent mistake on their part. But, you know, it's just like, oh, my God, because I had that happen before where I was with my uh, first partner and we went to Hawaii and we were together and we were just walking down the street. And uh, this one guy goes, hey, you guys want to rent a car? Because we were walking from our hotel, you know, to this spot that wasn't too far away and we said no thanks we're good and he goes fucking faggots you know and so you I mean there's you know different things like that that have happened you know and you know it's you know and i had employers like the one boss who i talked about a little while ago that i had worked with and he was horrible and he was very anti-women anti-gay people and he was just awful and he would like oh tom wants to Chicago with his friends you know, and he, it was just awful, and, uh, so, like I said, I don't wish, uh, him too many happy days, okay, (laughs) but, you know what they say, if you think, you know, mean and nasty thoughts that, you know, like you're wishing something bad happens to people, then it's gonna go back on you, and so I really, really, I want to let it go, and, uh, you know, and again, I've had some things happen with my first partner, and, uh, But I found out the other day um, uh, that I guess he had a stroke. And I read that and I was like, oh, my God. And I was just um, shocked. And so I sent him a text. I said, hey, how are you doing? I mean, because I didn't see anything like an update because it was like last month or the month of February, the end of February. And I didn't see it. And I was like, oh, my God, are you okay?" And he had text back. and He goes, yeah, I'm doing better. And he was getting back to work that day that I texted him. And so I was just like. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not happy the way that the relationship ended, but, you know, there's a lot of things that he did that he helped me um, as far as, you know, coming out and, you know, coming to terms and, you know, helping me when I was the new gay and, uh, you know, not knowing and, you know, felt, you know, I had my issues. But um, and, you know, like they always say that what happens in your past and, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, but the bottom line, it got you where you are today and that you have to look at it and how you look at it and you know you can learn from it and you know you don't want to repeat the bad things and you want to focus on the good and so as much as i had a lot of not so positive thoughts about him after it was all over but the bottom line is into moving forward and now being where i'm at with the current roger and you know i'm happy i love roger he's been amazing and uh, he's been an incredible part of my life. And uh, so if that stuff hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be where I was. And I even joked with my Roger. I said, you know, I kind of wish that we would have met sooner so that we could be together longer and all this stuff. And he said, no, if you'd met me, you know, years ago, I'm not in that same place that I am today. So, So maybe... You know where we are now would not have happened had we met back then. So I mean, it's 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 really interesting. So I mean, and I really hope that if you're going through some struggles like that, if you're dealing with something, or you're, you know, focusing on maybe something happened in the past that you really need to just let it go and focus on the now, focus on today, focus on tomorrow. And uh, and I'm really working on that myself because there's a lot of you know things that I'm dealing with and. And just to give you another example is that there's a show um, it's on this channel called Freeform, and it's called The Fosters. And I think I might have talked about it, but um, uh, it's about this lesbian couple that uh, the one lesbian has a son from when she was married. And then they adopt basically four other kids. They're, they're foster kids, and they end up adopting them. And then it's a drama, and, and one of the four kids is gay. And it's really interesting how they – and he's a you know a teenager, and so he's you know coming out, and he's no you know not ashamed, and you know nothing, and and uh, and there's this one part where the one of the mothers the is the one that was married and you know had a child and then divorced and you know and she had a lot of issues with her father and not being accepting, and so part of the episode is that she and her partner are going to like this uh, retreat. And, uh, and they're doing like this group meeting and there's this one part where this one woman says about her father and how domineering and demanding and all this stuff was and, um, and how it was horrible for her growing up. And, uh, well, this, the lesbian character said, yeah, I can relate. My father was the same way. And the, well, the guy who's doing the leading the group says, well, you should have a talk with him. And she says, well, how can I do that? He's dead. And he says, well, just because he's gone doesn't mean you can't have that conversation. So then a few minutes later, the the lesbian character is like having this conversation with her father. And it really, really, to be honest, you hit home with me. And it was very emotional. And as I'm watching that, I am sobbing like crazy and, uh, It really hit home because like with my mom and dad at the beginning uh, when I was growing up, you know, I felt really like I really felt like I didn't have anyone and I didn't have a lot of support in every way possible. And I and I felt ashamed about being gay. I felt, you know, awkward and quiet and shy. And I mean, it was really bad in high school. And, uh, and I got picked on, you know, push locker, you know, and I mean, everything I got picked on by teachers. I mean, everything, it was just a lot. And I felt like, am I good enough for anybody? And it, you know, here I am 53 years old and there's days like I've been very successful with work. I've done a lot of things, but things have happened. But the thing is that sometimes instead, like, for example, I had a conversation with my boss a few weeks ago and she said about 10 things and nine out of the ten things were positive, and the one thing, there's one thing, there's just one thing that she said that was negative. And the person that I was in the past would have just completely disregarded those nine positive things, and I would just focused on the one bad thing. And I really had to make a conscious effort to say, okay, focus on the good, focus on the good, focus on the good, focus on the good. And and so when I watched that show, it brought up all those memories of of my parents and my friends and, you know, teachers and, and all this stuff. And even my first partner, even the second partner, um, all this stuff. And it just was really, I mean, all of it was, and I, it was also the night that I had all the dizziness and all that stuff happened and I just felt awful. So I was tired. I was physically, you know, ugh, and, and I'm watching this and I'm sobbing as I'm watching this show. And then Roger was in the other room, and he heard me crying, and he walked in and said, what's going on? And then we talked, and he was amazing, and he really helped me through all that. And, it, I mean, he, he's like I said, he's been incredible. And uh, and so I, I know there's a lot of things that I need to work on, and that's obviously one of them. I just got to concentrate on now, concentrate on me, and knowing that I'm doing the best possible job that I can, And that's all that my boss, that's all I can ask for, and I just got to continue to work on that. And and I just feel that we all, no matter who we are, no matter how old you are, no matter, you know, males, straight, women, gay, bi, lesbian, whatever, we all have, you know, one of those two issues. And the key thing is just, you know, just trying to do the best that you can. And, you know, and I'm – so it's really something that I want to work on, and uh, and so – I just want to put that out there and uh, it's kind of like making that commitment by saying it. I like, for example, if you're going to say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Well, if you just keep it to yourself and you don't put it out there that, hey, this is what I want to do, then, you know, the people can't be encouraging and help you and support you and say, hey, you know, like, for example, there's a gentleman who's uh, losing weight and he's like 15 pounds from losing 100 pounds. And he's like, I don't know if I can make it. And I said, you can do it. You can do it. You know, and so. It's just important to, you know, you know, focus on the good stuff. So that's what I'm doing right now. And see, the thing is that normally around the new year, it always stresses me out because my boss knows that, you know, they're going to change my territory. They're going to give me a new number. They're going to do all this stuff. And I'm really trying to say, hey, you know, it is what it is. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, there's no sense of worrying about it. You just got to focus on doing what you got to do. And then there's some of my accounts are saying, oh, we're probably not going to do much this year. And I'm like, ah! you know, but. I'm just going to say, okay, if I can't get it from them, I got to find somewhere else to get it because that's what I did last year. And what did I do? I, I beat not one goal, but two goals and made my own new number. So if I can just focus on that and be positive and uh, we'll do that. Oh, by the way, I want to tell you real quick is um, here. I'll make some noise on the microphone. Can you hear that? See what that is? That's a bag of M&Ms and their new flavors. And uh, they have this new one, and I bought a bag, and they're delicious. Um, but they're—I just want to end with a happy, silly note. Um, but they're crunchy mint, and they're—they're uh, they're like Girl Scout cookies, you know, the mint Girl Scout cookies. They're amazing. And uh, and another flavor which I didn't particularly care for. Um, I I did try it because I I hate um, uh, I hate um, Whoops! I hate raspberries, and uh, well, they came out with a raspberry flavor, so I bought a bag of those for my dear sweet husband, and uh, and so um, here we go. These are the these are the new flavors, uh, limited edition. So if you want to try them, you got to get your ass out there and buy them. Oh, hold on! Damn it! I hate these. I hate when you go to a website and they automatically. Um, start playing videos. They shouldn't do that. Okay, anyway, so these are um, these are the flavors. Um, they have Crunchy Espresso, which I will not be trying. Uh, they have Crunchy Raspberry, which I tried one it was awful. And then Crunchy Mint, which I just told you. Um, each flavor is made with dark chocolate wrapped in a colorful shell. A plain rice crisp sits in the center of the Crunchy Raspberry M&M, while the other two features Cocoa Rice Crisp. All new flavors will be available starting April 1st, and voting for the best flavor is open until May 25th. Fans can vote for their favorite once a day by uploading or taking a selfie at flavorvote.mms.com. Or you can text vote to 84444. So it's 8 and then 44s. Okay. And then the first MM's Flavor Vote campaign launched in 2016 for its 75th anniversarium. Which was coffee nut was the winning flavor. Ew, gross. Just yes. see, I don't do coffee because I'm already wound up as it is, so that's not worth us. So, okay, I want I wanted to give you also a uh, update on the CPAP machine because um, I can't remember what day today is. Since today's the third, I think tomorrow it would be the twenty eighth day. I think. I think. I'm not sure. Um, But, see, when I got the CPAP machine, it was on March the 8th, and I've been using it every single night. And there's some nights that have been really, really good, and other nights have been (laughs) horrible. I've been lucky if I get, like, a couple hours. And then, like, last night I broke the world record of um, over eight hours on the damn thing. And I've been having – and then it keeps track of how many events you have, which an event is when you stop breathing, which is (laughs) – I don't know (laughs) – and uh but the number's been really low before it was like 60 and now it's like 0.5 so if you by chance are having trouble sleeping go do a sleep study and find out if you need a CPAP and I know it's a pain in the ass but if it can help you breathe and live longer and maybe get your memory back what who are you oh no see I I didn't realize but once I started sleeping better I, I recognize who Roger was. Just kidding. I know who he is. He's my husband. But anyway, um, uh, anyway, anyway. So there we go. So um, I have two minutes left. Let's see if we can find some funny. Uh, let's see. Type bad jokes. We're gonna end the show with some bad jokes that are coast really funny. Okay. What's the number one cause of divorce? Marriage. <laughs> What's <laughs> brown and sounds like a bell. Dung! Okay. Three nuns were sitting on a park bench. A man walked on and exposed themselves to him. Two of them have a stroke, but the third one couldn't reach. Bun na bum Okay. Uh, what did the fingers say to the thumb? I'm in glow with you. Okay. What did the midget say to a pint of beer? I could drink you under the table. <laughs> Two cows are outstanding in the field. One says, Moo. The other cow pretty much said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's right and bad for your teeth? A oh, brick. Bop, bop. Okay. Hey, what did the perverted frog say? Rub it. I get it. I just love him. These are just hilarious. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hey, why was the snowman looking through a bag of cats? It was picking his nose. Oh my God! Oh my God! Uh, what did one bean say to the other bean? Hi, you bean. Okay. La 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 Hey, what did one elevator say to another elevator? I think I'm coming down with something. Okay, there's the last joke. Okay, where do skunts go to pray? The pew. Get it? The pew, pew, pew. It's a Star Wars joke. Okay, anyway. Y'all be good. Take care of yourself. And uh, always remember to be nice and kind and sweet and lovable to everybody. Uh, except people you hate. Okay. All right. Just kidding. But anyway, you take care. Remember a crazy redhead from uh, Indiana who's married and has oh oh Roger? Um, I wish you all the best. You take care. And uh, send me an email at rambleredheadgmail.com. And I'd love to hear from you. And I want to thank all of you lovely people who have been downloading the show. I'm, I, I'm stunned. Stunned by the number of downloads I, I get even when I'm not posting on a regular basis. So I want to say thank you all to all of you. You all rock. I love you. You take care. Have a one, good one. And I'll talk to you later. All right. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.